guys. <laughs> Welcome to Lunch Do Lunch Podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a rural squirrel. And I am, as always, I'm with my friend Angie Resells. We're going to talk about everything related to reselling, being a girl, and doing this online business that we do. So we have a lot of things planned for our podcast. So we've got Ask Angie and Kristen. We've got comments that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our sale of the week. We've got snacks. And we have an amazing guest this week. So I'm really excited to have James from My Boring Reseller Life come on. He's got multiple channels too, I think. Yeah, he just started a new one. Yeah. So we're going to talk about those here in just a little bit too. So by the way, we are going to be going back to our original schedule. We're going to go back to Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) The live thing was um, super fun, but I think that it's important for us to save that for our members and also to be able to give full attention to our guests that we have on during during the podcast too. So yes. You good with that, Angie? I'm totally good with that. Good. We want to be able to have, you know, lives because we love that. We love hanging out with you guys. But it's it, it kind of makes us feel like torn between, you know, really spending time with the person that we're talking to and sharing their journey with and talking to you guys. So we thought maybe it would be better to be separate. And, but of course, we're going to do the member lives and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you, you know, we'll have lots of little goodies coming up. So... Yeah, I think it's important to dedicate ourselves to somebody that has given time to us to come and sit with us, to be at our table with us. And we want everybody to come in and join, but we also uh, we want to be respectful of their time too. So so basically, we're wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hello. Lunch. Hello. We're good. We, we're good. Yeah. So let's, um, let's bring up James and we can talk about all things boring. <laughs> hey, James. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. How are you guys? Super great. I love it that we get to see you in your natural habitat there in your office. 12 hours plus a day. I know. You put <laughs> us all to shame. It is bad for so- us. <laughs> bad yeah. for me too <laughs> what what what's summer yeah no kidding <laughs> although it is finally getting to be a little more tolerable outside so maybe you'll get a chance to actually see the sunlight no because then it's get, pretty soon it's going to be like dark at five o'clock <sighs> all is perfect me. weather though Yeah, that's true. I do love fall weather. And today here in Florida, it is raining. Oh, I just want to take a nap and like listen to the rain. Right outside my bedroom is our screened in porch. And so it has like that tin roof. So it sounds amazing. I love that noise. No, I'm in Colorado and it is a perfect day outside today. It's like 73, sunshiny, no breeze. It's a great day to walk the dog and do all those good things. James, tell everybody where you're at. St. Louis, and it is a perfect day here too, so I really should get out today. But Now, have you still been biking? No, I've just been, ever since my uh Vern passed away my just my head hasn't been right so I've been just trying to find me again because taking care of my dad for six years and then feeling so down when I did that and when Vern came into my life he was like the spark that picked me up at my lowest yeah and when he passed I just haven't been able to get my head right so I've been just trying to find what makes me go again yeah because it's it's like i got 20 extra pounds i need to get out and exercise but if your head's not right and in the right spot you just can't do any of that stuff so for me i just been the last couple months just trying to get my head right and just trying to get back to the fun of things and trying to be creative again and getting all the negative headspace and then the way ebay acts and in a negative way bringing me down so much i've just been trying to look at it all differently and bring myself back up so i've just been working on mentally myself lately so we've been getting out that journey for you a little bit on your youtube channel and stuff and i think that that is so nice that coming from your perspective that it's good to talk about mental health and you know it's easy to get isolated in this business it's easy to get yes. in a rut so i i do love it though that you talk about that and that you're vulnerable with all of us i think that's important and so i really applaud you for bringing us along on that journey yeah it kind of comes easy for me because i kind of as a kid 
when I was bullied so much, I figured keeping secrets and, and being closed up felt wrong. Mm -hmm. So as a kid, I learned real fast just to basically, basically what Eminem did in the eight mile movie, making the jokes about himself. That's what I started doing as a kid. I'm like, well, you can't call me a dumpster diver if I'm proud to be the dumpster diver. And I'm going to tell you I'm right. a dumpster diver, yeah. you know, and that I, I come from a poor background, but Hey, I found this Pac-Man shirt for a dollar thrift store. What do you got? <laughs> I don't care if I can't afford your $50 Jordan shoes that I want really, really, really bad. Yeah. I've got $20 Pumas and I got two pair. <laughs> I always try to, so it kind of just morphed. It's just been my whole life. Just saying what I feel no matter, and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I don't care. Cause you know what I learned another thing when you start so young, you learn that those people aren't there, you know, two, three years later, they're gone. They don't even know who you are. You don't know who they are anymore. So that's the way I kind of look at everything nowadays is yeah. And then also on top of it, it could help somebody open up a little bit too, because so many people are, I don't know how many people, but some people are raised in, in type of environments where they're told they can't be a certain way yeah. or you know their father or their mother was a certain way. So you feel you've got to be under that umbrella. You can't just sprout and be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've never been, I've never, I've lived under that umbrella and it wasn't comfortable yeah. when I was young. So being able to explore and just be vulnerable and knowing that everybody goes through this, just not everybody can express it and hoping that it does help a person here and there being able to say, you know what? I don't care what you think. This is the way I feel. Kiss my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love that. But it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of refreshing because sometimes, especially on social media, you feel like you have to be a certain way or that you have to portray a certain thing. And I, 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 I think it's nice to have a genuine journey with somebody. So but, I appreciate that. So, each week we do uh, little, different little segments, and I know that this is one that we definitely wanted to do with you because tell us, tell us again how many listings you have and how many you sell <laughs> a day. Well, I got fifty, little over fifty-two thousand right now, but um, like yesterday I sold forty-nine. But last year at this time I was selling seventy-five plus. So, and I only had thirty-five thousand listings. Mm -hmm. So, the whole changing of the algorithm or whatever they're doing on eBay is kind of suppressed me a little bit compared to what I used to do. So yeah, it's only 49. I did hit 75 maybe a week ago when everything seemed like it was working properly, but yeah. it seems like my average now is hitting like 35 to 50. So unfortunately. See, well, I you know what? I, um, we talked about this a few weeks ago. They had the statistics for eBay that it's down year over year, like mm -hmm. six and a half percent yeah. in number of buyers. But then someone did a category of like tops, just tops for women. And a year ago, there were 20,000 listings. Mm -hmm. And this year there was 95,000 listings. Yeah. So you're having 6% fewer buyers with five times the number of listings, right? which is another thing. There's just more resellers, more people putting items up there and now less buyers, which right. is I'm sure affecting all of us. I've been, I call it in some of my videos, we're in the perfect storm right now. Yeah. When it comes to that, because we have the eBay site issues that we know are going on. Mm -hmm. They're changing their algorithms or whatever they're doing, updating constantly to their site. Then you have the economy right now. And then you had the the resurgence, the, the growth of resellers from COVID. So I think we're going to be in about a two-year process of where there's so many sellers quitting right now. Well, yeah. I think that's only going to go up after fourth quarter. Um, and then hopefully by the next voting cycle, the economy will be better, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, and then hopefully by then eBay will have their stuff together and the site will be working better. So yeah, I, I think we're word. still having the influx of people who yeah. during the pandemic who wanted to work from home right. and got into reselling. 
Yeah. And it, I mean, it made, you know, people who even do pallets. I heard somebody talking yesterday, like pallets are twice as expensive. Lindy oh, Glenn Lindy. was saying pallets yeah. are twice as expensive yeah. and you get half the merchandise. Right. You know, so it's just, and, it's still, yeah, I, the perfect storm is a great way of saying it, yeah. James. And pallets were always kind of an iffy thing. Exactly. Too, it's so a totally, it. it's a crapshoot, oh. 100%. Yeah. I've never done a pallet. You, you both well, have done pallets? I've done small pallets, yeah. But I've done quite a few pallets and I'm mm -mm. really okay. Well, this brought me into this whole discussion made me start with what is our sale of the week? So I'm going to choose from my smaller number of sales that I've had compared to James, because <laughs> I only have like 450 ish listed items in my store. So <sighs> a much smaller store than what James has got, but I had, um, last week we talked about the silver, Beyonce wanted everybody to wear silver, silver for September right. and, the and the Taylor Swift things. As soon as we talked about that, I had a Valerie Stevens jacket that was sparkly and sequins all over that I've had in my store for probably three years, just sold for $49.95 full price sale. So nice. Yeah. Glad I had that thing listed. So get your silver sparkly stuff listed. Plus New Year's is coming up. So. So you didn't do anything? You didn't relist it? Anything? It was just sitting there for, for that amount of time? Well, I mean, I delist and then relist sell similar. Oh, okay. So it, it, it didn't just like sit there for three years. Right, like right, right. Okay. So it did have, you know, the repop on it. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. I was thinking, wow, like, because usually after like six to nine months, eBay suppresses all your listings. Right. Yeah. So wow. I delist and relist frequently, infrequently, frequently. But so it was, it was funny to me that we had just talked about that. So, you know, that, that theory that if you talk about something or if you touch it, it just, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. it, that it, that it, that it shows up in your sales. So it's weird how often that happens. Yeah. Is it just me or does it happen quite often? Yeah. If I talk get, about it. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah, put it. You put a vibe on it or something, and then, oh, it, and then it goes I don't know. Out. I think like people are listening somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's too. Let yeah. me make a list of all of my high expensive stuff that hasn't sold yet. So just you know, right, give to right. whoever the like. I tried that and it didn't work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be cool to do like a haul video of all the things that you're like, why hasn't this sold? This is mm, cool. Yeah. Maybe that will spark energy in it too. You know, if you talk about it on a video. So Angie, what was your sale of the week? I sold a baby gate, but it's not, <laughs> or a dog gate, mm -hmm. depending on how you want to look at it. But a big one that goes like across your garage. So like if you have kids oh. in there playing, you could have the door open and they can play in there for $155. Now free shipping, free sh the shipping though was, it was only going to Texas. So it was only like $14 to ship it. That's not bad. But so where did you pick this up? I got it for free because oh. I did um, an Amazon influencer video for it. I'm picking up a lot of stuff because I do these little videos for companies, for brands. And so I get some really neat products that I don't have to pay for. And um, that's why I think I'm going to go back to maybe doing whatnot and mm -hmm. like give people deals on some of this cool stuff that I'm reviewing that I'm getting for free. That's a good one. James, what do you got? I don't got nothing. No, I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> we know about it. For me, my, I was thinking about this. Well, the first thing that popped in my head was it's got to be something I enjoyed because mm -hmm. for me, a sale that makes me happy and giddy is something I've loved from the beginning to end. So I'm at the Goodwill bins. They brought out all this media, tons of DVDs just piled to high, like two, two totes of DVDs. So I kind of go through and picked out some sealed ones, grabbed real quick, but there was a bunch of people fighting over that. So I went elsewhere, did my thing, came back right before I left, kind of going through and picking up after everybody. And yeah. I see some cassette tapes still laying there. I'm like, oh, good. I love cassette tapes. Nobody really grabs cassette tapes. So I picked it up and looked at it and I'm like, somebody left this. Um, so I picked up a bunch of um, late 90s, early 2000 rap and alternative. Oh. So cassette tapes, if you don't know, after 95, they were not produced as much. Yep. So the, there's limited quantities out there. So I picked up a Tupac Greatest Hits, uh, Dr. Dre, Chronic 2001. Uh, nice. Another one that already sold was Cranberries. And an Oasis cassette. 
Mm. And I got a few more also, but just those four cassettes alone sold within a week for $80. Nice. Gosh. You paid pennies for those. Yeah. Um, yeah. is, do I remember this? So in the St. Louis bins, which are some of my favorites, is the media a separate price, isn't it? So no. what are you paying? It's not? It's $1.89. Yeah. Oh, for media. Oh, some places I know that they do it where, you know, it's like 10 cents a piece or something like that. Really? Yeah. Ours are all the same price. Yeah. The only thing that's not yeah. are record albums. They do record albums at 25 cents a piece. Hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. If it was 10 cents a piece, I'd be grabbing all the DVDs and everything and just putting them in storage like I used to do. Yeah. Oh, what do you, would you sell them in lots that way or would you just still individually? DVD and lots don't really seem to move. I mean, really anything in lots, you're basically giving them away for Ben's prices, it seems like. Yeah. So I like doing one by ones, which nowadays really ain't the smartest thing to do, but I'm like addicted to it because that's been my first love. And I've got five storage areas filled with stuff and probably half of them is filled with old media that I've bought over the years. So wow. I'm putting on a lot of it, but I don't want to just give it away. <laughs> so I'm in that, I'm still in that stubborn phase. I'm sure maybe in 10 years, if it's still sitting there, I'll be like, you know what? It's got to go. But for now, you know, I'm still in that stubborn stage of I, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Get to it. <laughs> you know? How long have you been on eBay, James? 22 years. Yeah. So, yeah, and then for the most part, for the First, I want to say from like 2003 to 2013, I was buying bulk, you know, buying out stores that would close, um, local record stores, best or in circuit cities. Uh, was it Barnes and Noble or was it Borders? Borders. Borders. Um, wow. And then there was, there's a local big, the biggest used record store here in St. Louis. He would let me buy out his back room. So I would go every few months and just buy out basically his back room for basically five to 10 cents a piece on the items. Wow. Of course, I'm not passing that stuff up. And then what I would do is cherry pick a little bit to make my money back and then through the rest in storage. So that's wow. I can't imagine. I would love to see your storage unit. <laughs> you can't even get in them. They're literally packed. Like I have to go and just grab a box and start one at a time. Like if I wanted to list a bunch of cassettes and CDs right now, they're the farthest in the back of my storage area. So I cannot get to them right now. Oh so my they're, gosh. They're, they're sitting there going up in value. That's, that's what I'm telling myself. James, mm -hmm. did you say you have five storage units? I've got two that I pay for two 10 by thirties that are full. I've got two bedrooms that are 20 by 20 full. And we're talking floor to ceiling, wall to wall, wall to wall. And I've got an oversized two-car garage filled floor-to-floor -floor ceiling wall. Just wow. Wow. That's amazing. And I still have Jan, who's newly addicted to the bins again. And then <laughs> Adrian and one of his friends who just started selling on eBay, um, they go over to the bins. I'm like, all right, I'll pay for your guys' stuff. You just grab stuff for me. <gasps> so they, they'll gra they grab all the hats and go through and grab a bunch of T-shirts for me. And then they pick out a few items that they list themselves. Oh, and make nice. Yarn, so. so I still got stuff coming in that I shouldn't be buying. But <laughs> I think all of us that are resellers say that at some point, especially yeah. when we've got a bin. You've got a bin so close to you. So oh, I know. And I fight to go stop going over there. And the good thing is for people who don't not, who don't know, all my storage items are all paid for. So I am paying on two of the storage lockers. So technically that's all I'm putting out for all five areas, but right. it's all paid for. So that's yeah. the plus. Oh my gosh. The last time that we went, so I don't know if I told you this, Angie, me and Dixon's Pickens, Marcus. Yes. We were there with Jan and James. It was fun because I would say, hey, I'm looking for flannels and, and I knew to toss him the hat. So we were all working together. I think that was is what's so cool that even when you're going with other resellers, you still help each other and you still get stuff done. So I was tossing hats to him like crazy and oh, yeah, yeah. jeans and free people stuff over to, to Marcus and then everybody was sending me flannels. So it was it was a really good time. It was fun. That's the thing about the St. Louis Bins. If you go there and you get to know the regulars, I mean, I could go right now and I walk in and have probably two or three walk up and hand me stuff. Wow. Yeah. Just Dude, that's that's nice. Everybody is around here. Everybody's so great. And mm -hmm. yeah, I've been, been in with them since day one. Like when we were downtown, that was the first time I've been there in probably a couple of years because I go to the one right next door. 
So I'm asking, I ran into a guy down there. I'm like, oh, is so-and-so still coming? Is so-and-so still coming? You know, is Miss Claire still here? Is she still alive? She was older <laughs> back then. He's like, yeah, she's still alive. I think I saw her in here last week. And so, yeah, it's just like a community, but. I love it. Cool. I was going to ask you. So I know that uh, a lot of people, and Angie and I have been talking about this a lot in in little uh, reseller groups that we've got too. Um, what do you, what do you think about AI making your listings for you? What, like doing the descriptions, have you used it? And what do you think of it? I've tried it on the descriptions about three or about five times total. Mm -hmm. And what I don't like about it is you have to take the time to read it because you don't want to falsely put anything in your listing because yep. it will come back to kick you in the butt. And three of the five I had to delete because there was just something that was I didn't feel comfortable with putting in my listing. Mm -hmm. So the time it takes to read two, one to two paragraphs of something, and then you might just delete it for now, it's not worth my time. Yeah, hopefully it'll improve in the future or something. But I, I like doing you know, volume, so it just takes too long. I'm I'm into beginning to end thirty seconds of a listing, and when it takes you take another thirty seconds to read it. Now, no thanks. Man, it really that's what I said about the descriptions too. I had, um, I did it only on a couple listings, and one of them was this vintage Hawaiian Pearl Harbor thing this plaque. And it like said all of this information. And I'm like, but none of that is really accurate. Yeah. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. about the Pearl Harbor, but like not about the plaque. It was saying it was teak. And I'm like, yeah, but it's yeah. not, yeah. or right. I don't know that it is, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't happy with it either. I'm like, I'm just going to stick with what the condition is. Right. And that's it. And you got to think too, it's, it's new. So hopefully it'll improve over time, but sure. yeah, for now, it's not not worth worth the time for me and my stuff and my system. Yeah, I think that I wondered if that was the case with you too, because I have like, and I think Angie does too. We just copy and paste like a note or a pre-done mm -hmm. template that we use and just stick it into our listings. So I think yeah, that I only got like a couple of lines because most nine out of times people don't even look at the description. Hell, it's very hard to even find the description nowadays. And that's why I guess I like listing. I list on the computer because mm -hmm. I like that little part in the in the item item specifics or like right before the item specifics that shows on your phone that tells you about the description. Yeah. And then I put in there see full description for detail, right. hoping that somebody's gonna read it. But and I will say from what I understand the AI for description would be good for keywords in the search and stuff. So yeah. I hear, I don't know for sure. So if I was listing some huge dollar item, I might take that extra 30 seconds to use it and read through it and see if it's worth it. But for 10, $15 items, it's not really. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Angie, you've used it for keywords and stuff before, haven't you? I tried it, but because Paul said he was using it, Philly Flipper, and I just, I found it to be way wordy mm -hmm. and I just wasn't hundred percent what we just said, like happy yeah. with what they were saying. I'm like, oh, I just, I, I don't know that I, like it was completely accurate. So, and I believe there are, there are still buyers out there who would do that, but I still think the majority of the buyers, at least 50% of the buyers, they're on the phone, just click, click, boom, gone. Mm -hmm. So how much you would do, if you do invest that time into doing it, reading it, make sure it's right. What percentage of the sellers out there actually would still like, you know, still read the description and stuff? Probably very, very few. Very few. I mean, it seems like most of the time, whenever you have questions anyway, the answer is already in listing. So right. I mean, you're not really reading it anyway. So. Yeah. I want to circle back to whatnot for just a second. I know Angie says that she's going to be doing some more. I'm going to make a diligent effort to do some. Are you on whatnot, James? I am not. They've reached out to me a couple of times, but I, I would, I would like the whole, I like, I love the concept. I think I could do well at it because I like being goofy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think I can, I, you know, when growing up, everybody used to say I could sell ice to Eskimos. <laughs> I, I think I could, I could hone in and be really good at it. I just don't want to give my stuff away for next to nothing. Yeah. And I still see that happening. Like I was watching somebody the other day and they were just basically given shoes away at like three or $4 a piece or something. I'm like, no, I'm not, no, that's not, and they were brand new. And I'm like, no, oh, I put those in my store. They'd be at least 20 and I'd hope to get at least 15. I'm not, I'm not giving them away for $3. Yeah. 
I think that. though that if they're if they're starting them out that low, then they're okay with letting them go that low. I, 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 I think that there are other sellers that start them out a little right. bit higher, knowing that you you've got to be able to make your money back. So and I, also too, I think most of my you you have to you build your brand. I think on your viewers. So most of my viewers, I feel, are other resellers. And the last thing I want to do is take money from them. I, I don't think I would have a good buying audience in that. Maybe initially, but I'm sure that you would. I mean, with the, right. the amount of supply that you have, yeah. I'm sure right. you would really have a following eventually. Yeah. Because if you've got storage units full, I'm sure you've got some fabulous stuff in there. Getting over that stubborn hump of saving it for a rainy day. Because it came in co handy during COVID, yeah. you know, and with eBay down right now, I don't have to or slow with whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to go buy if I don't want to. I don't, I've got, so it's like a security blanket. Getting right. over that stubborn thing to say, okay, let's just blow out one of them. I, I still have that, I wouldn't say that hoarding feel because to me it's more of a, you know, if, if I got the right price, it's gone. But, <laughs> you know, I haven't got the right price yet. You're <laughs> so. hoarding, you're collecting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing for me too with whatnot is you have to be able to get your products so, so, so cheap yeah. in order to sell over there. It kills me. I know that it's the fast flip and everything, but when I know I'm going to get five bucks on whatnot, but I could put it on eBay and if I wait six months, I'd get 12 or 15. It just kills me to let it go. Yeah. I do think though that it is a, it, it's like fun shopping. It's like the, the modern day right. QVC. So I do think it's fun because I could sit there and watch like Chris flip the world. I could watch him do that all day long. I think it's fun. I, I'm going to try harder at it. And hopefully I think, especially since, I mean, we're all bin shoppers, that makes it so much yeah. easier to m let it go at a regular or, or not regular, maybe a cheaper price. Yeah, than that's true than that's maybe true. a pallet or maybe uh, somebody that's buying, even the Amazon bin stores, you've got a little more invested in it than maybe somebody that's getting it at the Goodwill bins. So. It's, the it's the modern day eBay, because back in the day, you thought the same way. Oh, I can get this cheap. I'll put it up, start it for auction for 99 cents and see where it goes. And just, you know, you have a hundred exactly. auctions for 99 cents and let it go. So it's like the modern day yeah. version of the early eBay. Yeah. The wild west of eBay right. back in the day. Right. Everything <laughs> sold, no matter what. So. Right. And that was fun, but I think you're right. There are a whole lot more people on the platform, but between the three of us, having been on eBay for almost 75 years, we're going to see it through. It'll, it'll work out in the end for us. So, yep. yeah. If with, with all of that inventory, how do you, how do you stay organized, James? What, what kind of efficiencies or whatever have you put in place to help you stay organized? Well, with the stuff that's not listed, there are no organized, there's no, none of it's organized until it comes, I grab a box and it comes into this office. Then it gets separated, but until then, it's not organized. So <laughs> that is the organization; it's just in there. <laughs> yeah. If I can get one more box that's organized properly, Tetris. Tetris is my organization platform with the stuff. Not <laughs> Tetris! Oh my gosh! It looks like you've got a plan, so I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> and it's out of sight, out of mind. So yeah, I don't have to worry about it till I open a door. Yeah, that's what I do. Mm. Right in the closet. Yeah. Let me see. I know that uh, we have a segment that we do called Ask Angie and Kristen. Ask Angie and Kristen. The they are so cute in that. <laughs> the two class at the end are like, just really get me. <laughs> we had four questions come in. I put up a question on our Instagram stories every week. So I usually put them up on Monday so that people can uh, ask us anything. And I put that seriously, ask us anything. And we got four questions. One is from, I flipped that, Joe and Nicole. They want to know, what was your first job? And what was your favorite job before you started reselling? So I think a lot of people know our myriad of background information that we have. But James, what was, what was, one of your, what was your first job? And what was something that you, your favorite job? Well, my first job, I was in high school. And... I used to skip a lot in high school. So my sophomore year, I just threw away. So when I didn't have parents, my parents didn't care if I finished school or not. So I made the decision to go back and 
try to get caught up as quick as I can. So I went to night classes and summer schools. Awesome. And then the my the senior year passed where I would have graduated. So I wanted to knock out the rest of one year and suppress it into a half a year. Yeah. So during that half a year uh, was a job program. So I had to come to go to school for like two hours and then I could go home or go to my job. So they got me the job and it was at Kmart in the shoe department in Kmart, <laughs> which was a separate company than Kmart. It was called Mel Disco. And right. the so, I didn't know that. Their yeah. jewelry was also a separate company. Was it? Oh, I just remember there being a, a Pizza Hut or something in the back. So I assumed it was separate, but yeah, you know, the shoes and the jewelry was different. So that was my first job. Hated it because I had to wear a tie. And <gasps> I like getting on the microphone. Attention, Kmart shoppers. If you look back in the shoe department, you'll see the flashing blue light where we're taking an additional 20% off our already marked down sneakers. Nice. <laughs> I love doing that, but... That and then after, so I did graduate in the half a year. Uh, then I stayed on there for a little bit longer until the uh store manager of Kmart came up to me and said I had to cut my hair or quit. <gasps> so the manager who runs the shoe department, he was a real see, this was like in the 80s. So, mm -hmm. you know, this was oh, it's not what it is today where people struggled to get higher up in business. So he was proud of what his position and he fought for me to keep my job. He's like, no, that's not right. You shouldn't have to change your appearance to keep this job. So and I love that guy. His name is Curtis. And so he was full force behind me, but of course it didn't matter. So um, uh, the Kmart guy won. So I quit that. But at 15 years old, during this time, I've always wanted to work in a music store, in a record store, selling music, being around music all day. And so at 15, that's what I told everybody I'm going to do one day. So I kept putting in applications to different ones throughout my teen years. And finally, at 20 years old, I got called to work at Sound Warehouse, which anybody in the area would remember Peaches and Sound Warehouse. But uh, worked there and I worked there for nine years. It went from Sound Warehouse, which was owned by Disney, to uh, Blockbuster buying it. And then they were the Blockbuster Musics, if you remember those. Yep. And then after Blockbuster went under, um, Warehouse Music was a company that came in and bought all the Blockbuster music. So it was under three different regimes while I was there, but they're nine years. And that's what, without that job, I love that job. I always wanted that job. But the final year I was there, I was in the rich part of the area of Ladue, where all the sports stars live and around there. Oh, yeah. well. And we were like a $2 million store every year. And that one year after Napster came out, we went from 2 million down to 800,000. So the yep. writing was on the wall, what was going on. And so I started looking for a way out. And then that's when somebody told me about eBay and we were clearancing out some laser discs and he told me to buy one and he'd sell it for me. And when he walked back in with cash more than my paycheck, the light bulb went off. And that's when I started saving for a computer and trying to get out and finding my out on what I wanted to do. So, yeah, that was my favorite job. I loved working in a record store. So. That is such a like underdog story. I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. OK, so great, great answer. This uh, second question comes from Nick Griff. Do you keep your photos until the item sells or do you delete them after listing? There's so many photos. I delete mine as soon as I list it. Same. There's just too many. There's too many. Yeah. The second we get them in a listing, they're gone. I take my pictures with the phone on the app so I don't have none stored. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, I know people that do keep it until it sells which I, I, I don't know why. I will say this. Um, there was one time on eBay where, and I experienced it now where some of my pictures are disappearing on eBay. Um, I, I've had that in the past, not there, recently. There was one time in the past, maybe, maybe eight years ago or so. It's been a while yeah. where almost all of them disappeared. I remember that. Mm -hmm. What saved me was having my store on Bonanza because it, you know, and then I was able to go to Bonanza, pull the pictures off of there and put them back into my listing. So that's what saved me there. And now we we all do Vendu. Right. So all of our listings are on Vendu. So um, that is a good thing that if that would ever happen, right. you have them stored there as well. Yeah. 
I'm just getting started in Vendu. I have my uh, my meeting with them like tonight. So I'm I I've taken the plunge, guys. I'm doing it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, you're both on Vendu, aren't you? Yeah, yep. same here. I love it. Which is cool because you you were primarily on eBay for the longest time. Was it old dog new tricks? Was it was it exciting or nervous about about jumping into doing like all the other platforms, James? eBay forced me to do it because whatever's going on there, my numbers have dropped so low. It's forced me to do it. Um, and my headset was so distraught with all the eBay issues. If you watch some, a lot of my videos that now that doing it, it's exciting because, you know, the first month on, and I don't have all my listings over because I've got too many. So I have so to do many, more, yeah. one by one and then list one by one. So I set out an hour a day in the evening to do a hundred listings. So I can do a hundred of them cross posting. That's how quick it is mm -hmm. onto, onto posh every night. And the first month I did almost a thousand dollars just with less than 2000 listings. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so percentage wise. So I'm happy because percentage wise, I'm making more on posh than eBay nowadays. Yep. So I'm like the way the numbers are now working out. It seems if I moved half of my eBay store on when I get there, onto posh i'll probably be doing ebay numbers nowadays which is like i would never have expected that crazy right yeah, yeah. that i was like this is not going to work for me i'll try it but mm -hmm. i'm shocked at how many how much sales that i get on posh and mercari yeah um now i sell different things on them like right. mercari i rarely ever sell a piece of clothing right. but it really has helped with my sales being able to cross list and Vendu makes it super, super easy. And that, that's what I'm doing too, is like right now I'm concentrating on posh. I've got some items on Macari just to play with it. Get mm -hmm. yeah. to it. Cause I was more familiar with posh. So mm -hmm. when I get posh up to about a thousand dollars consistently for like three months, then I'll start putting stuff up on Macari because I've got half of my inventories uh, media. So I think that'll go better on Macari. So then I'll start focusing, putting that stuff on Macari and see what it does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Andrew, you're on Macari too. So is there, a, just like how he's got a limit on Posh, the number that he can list, is it is that the same with Macari too? The number of have, items? Oh, I don't, there's not a limit. No I limit. just have to do it one by one because- Oh, I thought I there was a limit. Well, Wasn't there then, some people that were you, like, that's enough? You basically got me limited because I've got too many for them to pull them all over at one time. He has like- over 50,000. Yeah, for sure. And actually, it yeah. reads more than that because it pull, it wants to pull not just my U.S. eBay sites, but I've got 20,000 a piece on all other nine eBay sites. Canada, oh, right. Okay. So it wants to pull all that over. Yeah. So I have to just go in and I whatever. The problem is I can't just go in and pick and choose what I want to pull over. It's whatever was just relisted or listed. Yep that I can pull over one at a time and then get it. So my best stuff is not even on posh yet. So. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was thinking that I had heard somebody say that, you know, they, that either posh or Mercari would be like, okay, you've listed enough. You're going to have to sell some things. Well, I did have that with Mercari at yeah. first. Yeah. I got to like 1700 listings and they were like, yeah, yeah we're going to chill for a little bit. Yeah. Cause it was That's like from zero to like 1700 in like two weeks. Yeah. They're like, Whoa, we're a little nervous about you right now. So hold up. But then after another like two weeks, they were like, yeah, okay, you're good. Okay. I, sure I wasn't a scammer. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what I had in my head. Yeah. So. All right. So let's do one more question. This is from the Nashville flippers. Where Hi. do you, Yay. Where do you see your reselling business in the next year? I guess I have things happening and changing all the time with my reselling business. So I don't know that I can answer that. <laughs> Stay tuned for the video coming out soon. <laughs> Angie, what do you got happening? I think that I would like to make the number of items that I have on eBay less oh. rather than more because I would like to basically use whatnot to get sell at a discount like a lot of the the lower dollar items and really focus on things that are a little bit higher dollar that are easier to flip and spend my efforts in the lower dollar items like turning them quickly. Mm -hmm. rather than holding on to them. I've been um, in the storage unit business for a while now. So I would like to, you know, just, 
I'm still going to like be sourcing just as much, but I want to be able to move things at a more rapid pace. So using other tools like whatnot, auctions, different opportunities to sell more, I think. Mm -hmm. And I do do a lot more um, different kind of content. So finding, I get like free items, which are kind of cool. And so, like I said earlier, I want to be able to start doing that kind of stuff on whatnot. Cause I think it'll be fun yeah, and so. it's less stressful than doing a YouTube auction, which I was doing. I'm, I want to really try to start using whatnot and really embracing their platform. Cause I haven't before I've been too chicken. And when I didn't have a good sale on there, then I was like, I'm done. I'm done. So I need to be like, okay, that was one bad sale, but next time it could be better. So that's what I'm going to go for. What All right. James? James? Um, in a year from now, um, as far as I see it pretty much being the same, only difference is, I mean, I don't, what I'm focusing on has changed. So focusing on cross-listing, obviously, and then trying to figure out the YouTube algorithm. So, um, cause yeah, basically getting more YouTube money as the business, cause it's all business you know, goes in, it's all filed under the business. So yeah. creating a couple of new channels to try to hone in on consumers as opposed to resellers. Mm -hmm. uh, so trying to do that and then kind of incorporating my eBay store or even my posh store or whatever by then um, into some of the content to try to grab customers off of YouTube and stuff since uh, what's going on. So I where I see it's about the same because I think there's still a market out there for all this stuff. I agree. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just with what's going on with the, what, with whatever's going on right now is just hard. So I still see me putting it up the same. I've slowed down on the pace because it, I'm cross posting at the same time. Yeah. So I a little bit of time, but other than that, just trying to grow the YouTube side of the business without selling out, doing stuff yeah. that makes is happy, fun, helps people or whatever as instead of doing like charging for a class or anything like that, which yeah. if that's your thing, I that's fine, but it's just not my thing. Nothing I wanted to do. I've always wanted to give the information for free, but now just trying to be more creative or have more fun with it. And that's, that's the biggest thing I see because that's what's motivating my mind right now with ideas is building that side of it. So that's so cool. Tell us how many different uh, YouTube channels that you've got going on right now with your reselling. Well, I just, the newest one I just started uh, called The Sold Business. Because what I started doing was putting a bunch of videos on the main channel, My Boring Reseller Life. Yeah. And it's kind of pulling down my main one I put up daily in the number wise. People aren't seeing, I guess it's messing with the algorithm. Yeah. So, so I, I'm like, okay, well, and not everybody is watching them. So, I decided to make one called my sold business and basically doing like a top 10, top 11 of the most expensive items that sold on eBay under certain oh. categories. Like I did one for Jimmy Buffett items and uh sealed VHF tapes. But what sparked that idea was I got it on my normal channel was doing five, the top five, doing them in a short under a minute ah. of different topics, top five, most expensive sold. So I'm like, well, maybe if I take that concept and put it in a channel, I can bring other people in who are not resellers who, who just like watching countdowns or interesting sales. Yeah. That's so a great idea. I started, I'm only three days into that one, but that one's got like, I think 160 subscribers already. So wow. um, it's, it's, it, I have, I'm doing better on that than my other one. My other one's uh, Dolly, Dolly does whatever. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's more for, that was my original thought of trying to get other people in to view my store, buy from my store because I play her off as a, as an employee. <laughs> so, so trying to entertain and get better at being, a, you know, playing with a puppet because the stuff that goes through my mind when you, I'm just like any other reseller, what goes through your mind when you're all, all day working by yourself, by yourself. Uh, you would, <laughs> You now create your friends. That's what you do, James. Now, now you're seeing what goes through my mind. <laughs> yeah. you know? and I love this. <laughs> so she Hello, everybody. Oh this God. video should be about me. I'm one of the girls, not him. He may look like a girl from the back, 
but I am a real girl. Hey, girls, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dolly. She popped into our chat, or at least the you know the the channel popped into one of our chats in the last few weeks, and we were like, "Oh, hey, Dolly, that's cool that you work with James." But both of us were like, later, we were like, "Who's that?" <laughs> It, it hit me afterwards. I was like, oh my gosh, Angie. Yeah, that was, that was funny. So, uh, and then you have your regular channel too, yeah? Yeah, still got that. And so I'm at the point now where I feel like in order to get more views and more subscribers, I have to start repeating. Yeah. You know, once your channel gets so big, you have to start pulling information and saying the same thing over and over again, just repackaging it a little bit. And I don't want to go there. So my yeah. numbers are dying down because I really, I, I, I'm probably going to have to, and just try to have fun with it. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I see it going down, but then also to my wife, Jan, she's been a pharmacist for 30 plus years. She stands on her feet 12 hours a day, works 60 hours a week. Wow. And she's got medical issues out the butt, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, which brings on a whole bunch of other issues, but, mm -hmm. uh, she's getting, at that point where, you know, it's really starting to affect her. Mm. So I would like to grow these other two channels to kind of start supplementing her income so she can start slowing down at her work. That's where I'm focusing on when it comes to, but I've still, it's going to be fun or it'll feel like work. And I haven't worked in 22 years, so I don't plan on starting now. So yeah. got to keep it fun and just lighthearted and well, with all the things that you've got going on, all the different channels, all the sales that you've been having, the number of things that you get listed, I don't, I don't know how you do it. It seems like you're accomplishing so much more than I can in the same amount of time. <laughs> you're just, you're killing well, for, it. For me, I love what I do. Coming from nothing and literally eating bologna sandwiches and living with cockroaches to trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life for until... It took me till 30 years to 30 years old to hear about eBay. So going through so many years of struggling with like, what am I supposed to do? You know, the girls I'm dating at the time, you know, they know what they're going to be doing and where they're going. Yeah. And I felt like a loser. I'm like, I can't figure out what I'm gonna do, but I know I want to be happy doing it. Mm -hmm. And just not. And so finally figuring that out, there was, there's no greater feeling than that. And I still that still burns in me that it's what I love to do. So it's not just my job. It's my hobby. You know, I look at it as I'm playing a real life video game <laughs> before I'd sit down for hours and play video games. Well, now I'm playing a real life video game because, okay, how are you going to get customers into your store? Where are you yeah. going to get, you go treasure hunting to find the items. Okay. Part of the game is listing the items. So for, yeah. for me, every part of it is fun. When you, I like, of course, I'm sure all of us, if you enjoy it, you have dreams about picking and gold <laughs> at the bins or the yard sale. Well, I do that too, but I also have dreams where I'm taking pictures. Oh, I do that. You know, I love what I do across the board. I don't have dreams about taking pictures, but I do have dreams that I can fly when I'm at the bins, which would be <laughs> really great. So last week we had kind of a, we had, was it last week? Week before we were pretty excited that we made, made a milestone in our channel here at, at Let's Do Lunch. So if you guys aren't subscribed, please make sure that you do click that button, get subscribed. We'll have, uh, of course, James's channels in the description below, as well as Angie's channel and my channel too. But several different comments that... <laughs> <laughs> that came up and um Jan Good 3676 says maybe we should have a TMI segment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we we uh, were having some <laughs> scary no. I'm gonna say no to the TMI segment. However oh, well, I want to talk about my hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, thank you. We talked about deodorant last week you and just got a little out of the way. Got a little personal. So maybe we probably will not be doing that. But also <laughs> lots of other people that were super supportive said that they missed the the live last week, but um that they that they still watched and were grateful for everybody that that tunes in whenever you can. So exactly. Make leaving a comment and um, hitting that thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. Um, and Roxy reruns said she saw us on the flip side because we were over on Paul's flip side interview. And she said, excited to see women my age in the reselling world. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Roxy. 
Yeah, no, there's not many 17-year-olds out doing it. Now. I know, right? <laughs> right. One <laughs> 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 cute. <laughs> All of this reselling talk has got me hungry, though, so maybe we should do some snack time. Okay, so I already opened them. I can't help it, but last year... We tried to find, and none of us could find them, the Halloween Oreos. So we wanted to find out last year whether or not they were better or different than the regular Oreos. So I have already gotten a head start. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> what I brought. <gasps> this is my favorite snack. That's one of my favorites, 100%. And that and is- And you just take like four or five of them and then just seal it back up? Four. Every two minutes. Every two minutes, four or five. No, no, you just like grab a tiny little handful, just like that, there you go. And then you just close it back up, no. put it away. The key is, I'm sorry, I'm totally interrupting yours. It's okay. If you do that and you put it away, then that's your snack. Whereas if you have a package, you eat the whole thing. Oh, I'll eat that whole thing. That is not a shareable package. That's single serving for me. No, this is family size. That is single serving for me. Same here. All right, try yes. these Oreos. Let's see the, what they look like. They, okay. I, don't, I don't have anything except I've got little kids coming to my door selling their school candy. So I'm like, I, I probably went through about 20 of these in the last three days. Okay, how many did you buy from the kid? I buy whatever I can. I bought all of them before just to support the kids. So if I got the box, so. And that's good candy too. That's, is it like, is it bikes in your area? Is it, or Fannie Mae that they do? Um, they used to sell bikes, which was out of Bloomington, Illinois, which was close to you-ish. This says three, oh, wait, this. Um, Three winners, world's finest. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Eh. That's probably still... the worst kind. Well, uh, it's the best kind that's delivered to your house. There you go. <laughs> so, anyway, I have tried the Oreos. They are regular ish, and I don't think that they taste any different. Yeah. I don't Hold think them up so we can see what they look like. So they just basically They're just die. Old. They die the inside. Yes. There's no. So my daughter was like, oh, you mean like the pumpkin spice ones? I was like, no, just the plain orange ones. Do you know what, though? When we were trying to find them last year and it was at the end of September, beginning of October, they were fine. You couldn't find them. So I was going to check and see. Do they resell any better on eBay? Do they? No. Not really. However, in about March, they do sell a little bit better as long as you pay attention to that um, expiration date. Yeah. That can be a problem. But yeah, they, they don't sell any better during the season, but they do out of season. Out of season. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I have already had, you know how they come in like rows of three? Mm-hmm. I've already had one like oh. uber sleep. <laughs> I'm not a big Oreo fan. You know what I do love though? The what? golden Oreos. Oh, I do like those. Probably maybe even better, but not as good with milk. Like if oh, I don't gonna... drink milk. Well, if I'm going to oh. dunk anything, it's going to be one of these because they're better when they're soggy. Oh, I, I guess that's true. That's true. And or what's in... up with the double stuff being the same size as they the singles back in the day? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. And then the thins don't, I no. don't even bother. But I can't do the triple, the yeah. triple stuff. I can't do those either. It's just too much. Too much. For me. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do we need triple stuff for? Right? Come on. Like, I like the triple stuff. Or is it mega <laughs> stuff or something? I don't know. It's the bigger Oh, one. yes. Mega so. stuff. Now, mm. I'm not a fan, though, of all the different flavors. No, so if this the was, golden, the golden ones I like. That's it. Yeah, but like the different cream filling, the one that has um, the pumpkin spice in the middle, or the apple pie, or the birthday cake. There's birthday cake that's been here at our house. Yeah, for a good six months. I won't eat them. They're just not my favorite. So, I, as far as whether or not they're as good, they're the same. I don't think they're better. I don't think that. I, you know, unless you're he doesn't want to eat them because it gets I'm in your teeth. <laughs> I was like, oh. I figured they'd be the same. So. Yeah. 
Come on, I, hate, I just ate a handful of peanut M&Ms right now, chomping in front of everybody. Sorry I won't put that. it on my face this time and try to get it into my mouth because I've done that a couple different times since then. I'm pretty good at it. And I didn't, you know. I'm terrible at it. It gets to here and that's it. I can't get it into my mouth. No, they're good. But are they better? No. Will I try to resell them? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, you're chewing. I'm going to talk about some news. I love that. You guys are like professional and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're trying to be professional. We're failing, but you know, we try. We try. Amazon files a lawsuit against influencers who were promoting counterfeit luxury goods. Oh, good. Good. It's interesting. What these influencers were doing was they were going on their social media and saying, hey, this is, and I don't know the brand, Louis Vuitton or Gucci or whatever, knockoff. And oh. then they would direct them to a listing on Amazon, which had no branding, didn't say knockoff or anything, oh. but they were basically skirting it as a way to sell knockoffs. They evidently caught on because you're not allowed to sell counterfeit goods. And so they were going on whatever their social medias were and saying that it infringed on the brand's intellectual properties. Yes. So they have a lawsuit against them, which I thought was pretty interesting because the actual Amazon listings don't say a brand or anything, but they intentionally did it to sell counterfeits. Yeah, you know. or looking for the loophole. You know, I wish that more platforms would be a little more diligent about things like that too, because I follow several people on whatnot that I mean, I don't know if they are or not. And what's the authentication process? And I mean, at least with eBay, you you have somebody that's like verifying it for you. So I do appreciate that eBay does that. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was interesting that Amazon would actually take the time. And so you have to wonder if the brands were behind it, though. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. You would think. You would think that that would have to do it. In other news, UPS... Of course, we're getting a rate hike. Mm -hmm. um, it is coming December 26th. So day after Christmas. So they get the holidays done. They're not even waiting till the new year. Mm -hmm. um, FedEx announced a 5.9% rate hike. So guess how much UPS is raising their rates? 5.9. 5.9%. Yeah. So yeah, get that, I would think that we can expect the post office to do about the same. But I didn't like that the UPS is also doing a bunch of area surcharges. That's going to go into effect. Oh. So not only do they have like the 5.9% increase coming up, but they're going to have like certain areas are going to have extra surcharges. And I don't know if it's like based on if you're a rural area oh, or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's kind of what I thought is it takes them a longer time to get to you than other places. So and then, of course, we have to talk about the skull found yeah. at the Goodwill bins. Uh -huh. What is up with that, y'all? Mm, OK, so do tell a little bit more. Give us some backstory in this. Andrew. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, an employee called the police wondering if there was like a criminal or a missing persons case that was open because there was a skull basically in the donation box mm -hmm. with a prosthetic blue eye attached to the right socket. It says it's the medical examiner took it and said it's most likely not related to a criminal case. How would they know that? Who is it that decides to put a skull into the donation box? Right? Who donates that stuff? I mean, I have seen people accidentally clean out somebody's house and have ashes in. Like, okay, that is a, this is a skull. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a science teacher died and their family just put their stuff into a box and uh, okay. maybe maybe okay that I can understand that that makes a little more sense James because I like literally was racking my brain as to how that could possibly happen but at least Goodwill didn't just throw it away they at least attempted to find out what was going on with it yeah, maybe it was like an oddities dealer from, you know, way back when, when like 
1800s when they used to do that. And it just was in somebody's attic for that long. Yeah. There was a time where you could, they, they, they used real skeletons and stuff for things. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. at least see y'all, like, I'm glad I talked to you because I was like creeped out about it. I'm like, yeah. well, it was in Arizona and <laughs> there are some crazy things. We watch too many true crime stories that come out of Arizona for us to be like, oh, it's a crime. It's a crime. Oh yeah. See, that's me. I'm a true crime person. So immediately I'm like, how mm -hmm. is it not criminal? I need more information. I don't believe you. Yeah. I'm like, I love true crime just to feel like I'm at home growing up. <laughs> James, oh my gosh. The first 48 takes me back to my youth. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I like that show. I like that show. That's actually. Right. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. Living in Colorado, there, there's so many times where there'll be something that comes up on Dateline or that comes up on, you know, 2020. And you're like, oh, I was just there yesterday <laughs> because I've stood in that spot at Rocky Mountain National Park. I was just oh on Colfax. <laughs> so That's hilarious. It happens a lot out here. Yeah. Then one other piece of news that is interesting to me because I think Amazon is like the behemoth. They are bigger mm -hmm. than life and... I think that the small sellers who are selling on there, it's a struggle for them. And as the years go on, it's becoming harder and harder for small sellers to yep. keep an edge on Amazon. Well, I think after this, if they put this into place, it's going to be even harder. Amazon is wanting sellers to... It says trust their entire supply chain. So they're not talking about sellers, meaning like we buy stuff and then they're meaning the manufacturer. Mm. They want to be able to be the su entire supply chain fr from the second they produce an item to getting it from overseas, delivering it to Amazon, like in the United States, listing it and then getting it to the end consumer. So basically eliminating the small seller. Mm -hmm. They want to be like from the manufacturer straight to the consumer, that entire supply chain. And I think if that starts happening, that Amazon becomes that for more companies, it's going to put a real damper on a seller, like a small seller's ability to sell because you're going to be competing directly with the manufacturer. There's no way you're going to be able to match their pricing. Yeah. Now here's yeah. what I think. I don't see it that way. I kind of see it. There is a business model out there. I can't remember exactly. I don't think they're called wholesalers, but I can't remember what they're called, but I watch a lot of shows of like Marcus Loomis or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's companies out there who take your delivery and distribute them. Distributor, distributor. Maybe they're distributors. Right. So they, I think Amazon just wants to become one of them, a distributor. So the stuff gets delivered to Amazon and then they send it out. And that would just, in, in my eyes, would not eliminate little sellers. It would eliminate those distributors that are actually Oh, yeah. okay. Importer exporters, as George Costanza mm -hmm. would say. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Because I, I was just like, the you know, just how I read it, I'm like, that might not be good. But yeah, if it's just somebody, that middleman, right. that it wouldn't affect yeah. uh, small sellers, that's better. So, okay, that's good to know. But yeah. so my news section, oh, wait, let's do it. <laughs> to you today by my reseller genie guys we are entering fourth quarter if you have pretended that you don't have to do taxes you do and uh it's coming up pretty soon so if you're starting to think about end of the year getting your taxes together what you need to do you can try my reseller genie which is an accounting software made for resellers by faith and Paul resellers, and um, you can get 15% off your first month by using code the pod. And you'll be happy that you did. And you didn't wait to the last second. Cause trust yeah. me, that is a bad idea. <laughs> Not fun. You're trying to do the holidays and you can't because you're just trying to cram in. Yeah. Done, so. Or you wait to the last second and all of a sudden you owe like $8,000 and you're like, Oh, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a good idea. I try to keep up with mine a little bit all year long. So I just keep putting, I enter things in as I get them so that I don't have to do it 
all at once at the end of the year and do it a little at a time. Yeah, exactly. If you make any money on eBay, you, or any of the platforms, you definitely want to be paying estimated taxes. So you don't owe penalties at the end of the year. My estimated payments for the last quarter. Yep. I'll be making mine later today for for this quarter. What made me think of it. So (laughs) Um, James, every week we like to talk about someone new that our audience may not know in reselling. So here is our lifting up and shouting out for the week. Is that a new song? Well, yes, because we kept getting copyright strikes on the other ones. (laughs) That was a good song. So that's So Good Resale. She is a Colorado girl. But if you um, check out her Instagram, she has got great content on her page. And it all just like goes so good together. She's also a bins picker. She doesn't go to the same bins that I do. She's in a different one. But she picks up some crazy cool stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm a little bit obsessed with all the good things that she has. And her Poshmark looks so curated and so classy. And I just, she's just doing so well. And it just looks so nice. And it's really cool. So very cool to, to shout out. So good resale. We'll have all of her links in the description below. So Absolutely. So make sure you please go down there and follow her and follow James. Mm-hmm. We'll have all their channels. Let them know. Let's do lunch sent you. <laughs> we'll also put that out uh, later on in the week so that you can see it on our Instagram too. So we've got it on Instagram and in our Facebook group. So do check those things out. I don't know if you know this, James, but our friend from St. Louis, Marcus Dixon's Pickens. Uh He's going to be coming up later uh, in the month for, uh, he's going to come and sit with us at our table. So we're excited to get a chance to talk to him too. So I know that you guys get a chance. You guys talk often, but I think you guys don't run into each other often at the bins though, do you? No, because he he does the downtown. I do the one out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like yours better, James. Oh, bins? Yeah. It depends on what what you like. Downstairs downtown you can find more vintage stuff out here you find more just kind of more everyday sale or everyday yeah. type of stuff yeah yeah i just liked it better i'm i'm not a big vintage person so i did mm-hmm. like yours a lot better uh james what do you have coming up like this week people will want to see go to your channel to check out i do a video every day monday through friday uh just me talking about What's going on with eBay, doing YouTube questions and comments and shipping all in one video, basically. And um, you never know what else is going to pop up here and there. So whatever <laughs> comes to my mind during the week, I put something, whatever out. So yeah, nothing in particular. Cool. Angie, what have you got going on? By the time this is coming up, I will have Whatnot scheduled. I'm Angie Resells everywhere, including Whatnot. So go over and check out my Whatnot and bookmark my my shows because I should be having a collectibles, a clothing, um, a garage sale one. So I'm going to do a couple next week. So please go over and bookmark them. If you can make it, that'd be great. Um, and just give me some moral support, even if you're not buying, cause I'm a little bit nervous. Cause yeah. I don't know why it's just the idea of being live and doing it makes me a little nervous. And so um, I understand that. you like that kind of thing. All we, of course I'll be doing giveaways because I always do giveaways. So it, um, hopefully will be fun and I'll be doing that. And obviously we'll have videos. Kristen and I both will have videos out this week about reselling, you know, what we do. (laughs) This is a reselling podcast. That's what we do. We resell. So um, thank you guys so much for hanging out, James. We really appreciate it. Angie, will you tell them the most important thing about hanging out with us? You can sit with us. Thanks guys. Have a great week. Bye.